0: Hello and welcome to DigFinVox, Voices in Digital Finance. I'm your host, James DiBiaseo. If you like what we're doing at DigFinVox, subscribe, share, just give us a simple like. It all helps us bring more traffic to the site. Probably one of the biggest topics in fintech is reg tech, because regulation cuts to the heart of everything that financial institutions are about. I spoke with Ashish Rai, Group Managing Director for Capital Markets for Asia, Middle East, and Africa at FIS, about big trends for banks, asset managers, and insurance companies, new technologies, new regulation, and maybe some old problems. Ashish Rai, welcome to Dijfin Vox. Great to have you. Thanks. Thanks for having me, then. Uh, My pleasure. So uh, you are overseeing capital markets work at FIS across Asia and the Middle East. So very big job. Uh, What are the biggest trends right now when it comes to risk management and regulatory issues in capital markets? Um, We see a few
1: core underlying trends, right? If I was to sort of simplify down, number one, um, the, the volume of regulation coming through, right? And this is across most of the players. So one is you know post financial crisis you had this big chunk of regulation coming in all for very good reasons, you know you're talking Basel three accord, do you have the right quality of assets on your balance sheet. Um, you know, and 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 if you don't, then you have you have capital to offset the risky assets right. Um, there is a lot of new regulation coming in to reflect the the increased amount of you know, digitalization, the, the, the new businesses that have come in, you know, um, crypto ESG, um, a, a lot of things which regulators need to reflect on and find whether there is, um, you know, um, systemic risk. So, so there is a lot more ask from the regulator side. Right? So the, so that sort of is, is the volume is one. The second is the, the level of scrutiny that the regulators need to do, right? So um, if you see the, the um, you know, you, you demand a much higher volume of data the regulators need, at you know, it's not just the volume; it's the frequency at which you need it. It's the granularity of the data, right? So that again has, I think, dramatically changed. That's probably number two. And a third vector is the the, the fragmentation across the regulatory space, right? And and this is especially for institutions that are um, you know multi-jurisdictional. Uh, so then you've you've got a this complex you know, interwoven web, you know, whether you're looking at FRTB, you're looking at LIBOR transition, looking at ESG, looking at, you know, um, any of the regulations coming in and then you're sort of mapping that to the jurisdiction you are in. I think that makes it quite complicated, right? So I would say these three probably underlying almost everything.
0: I noticed uh, FIS put out an annual or regular readiness report. How ready are our capital market institutions for this stuff? And I noticed that in Asia, at least, you broke down different things for you know. Singapore had one list of priorities. Hong Kong had a different list. Why are these priorities different? What makes it? Uh, what makes it that? What's going on in two global financial centers uh, are, are different? Yeah. So no,
1: it's a good question. So we don't necessarily start with a view that they are different. I think we just like taking a market by market understanding of where is it that our clients are. Uh, you know, focusing on in terms of transforming their tech, transforming their operations, right? And, and um, I think largely the, the trend around um, reg reporting, the trend around movement to new technologies, movement to cloud, I think that's more or less the same, but then there are market specific um, differences that you very clearly see, right? So for example, um, on the risk management side, if you see, um, it's a major focus for sell-side institutions, both in Singapore as well as Hong Kong. there's no difference, right? But when you look at the buy-side players in Singapore, we saw that a very large number had uh, ESG reporting, for example, as their priority, mm-hmm. right? And and we do expect this to sort of go worldwide, right? As it becomes more and more of a focus area, it's a big um, trend. Uh, but but you know you see you see that in Singapore. Uh, so I think that, that probably is reflective of where the regulatory environment is and, and where the players are in terms of, you know, what they're, what they're focusing on, but that's probably looking out 12 months.
0: What are the priorities right now? So when I talk to banks or fintechs, you know, it, it often seems that the real priorities grab the real estate uh, in the digital space. So a lot of front end stuff, make payments, you know, instant or uh, wh- whatever it is that they're offering. Um, and yet, there isn't always the same commensurate investment or thought that goes into the operations in the back end. I mean, I'm I'm making a gross, you know, generalization here, but you know, obviously, compliance requirements by regulation have forced banks to invest a lot in uh, in a variety of compliance functions and cyber threat uh, mitigation. But just making the stuff work, um, you know, how how well do you see that going are 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 we are we still getting the same level of competence on the back end that we are seeing on the on the front end
1: yeah so i think i think the competence on the front end or the investment on the front end also probably varies but but you're right i mean there is a almost a secular trend in the increase in digital transactions and and that's probably you know frankly got to do with probably pandemic has accelerated uh, the trend uh, you can argue the number of years it's accelerated by but it's accelerated and and I think uh, it's, it's partly the consumer demand, right? So so yes, people are reacting to it. I, I think on the compliance side, you look at the back end. Um, I do see there is a so, so the, the typical approach of you know you got a new change, you throw people at it. Um, I think people have realized that is less and less effective. So we do need to use technology to you know otherwise the economic cost of of of, of you know really the, the the burden of compliance is, is just too high, right? Uh, and then you see, um, there, is, there is a lot more interest in, in, in uh, using AI, for example, right? Uh, we, we've got a few offerings um, we, we came out with, and, and you see, okay, for example, AML. Um, we launched an AML, AML compliance Hub with, with some of our partners, and, and we're looking at it. Uh, it's a very manual job, despite some technology already existing there, right? And how do you really aggregate all the information across and and, reduce the number of false positives for example to really reduce the manual manual labor right and we do see the more forward-looking institutions moving towards it uh, I think there's a lot more interest in not just throwing people at the problem and and actually using tech
0: what do you see as the um, the strengths let's talk about the strengths first the the positives that that reg tech in general is bringing to this space what's reg tech proven itself to be really good at? Uh, and then we can talk a little bit about where it needs to catch up. What is
1: RecTech really good at? I think um, for, for institutions which are ready, uh, the taking care of the reporting burden, um, being able to get the right level of calculations in in, in, in place, I, the, the risk calculations especially, I, I think there is a level of maturity around around that, right? Um, I, I think what what probably increases um, is is, even the complexity of, of, of the risk calculation, even the, um, the, the accounting changes that are coming in, that sort of the burden increases more and more, right? So are you ready for the burden which is coming? Even in those spaces, I think is, is, is probably a problem, right? Uh, but I think there is, there is a level of maturity around risk management. There is a level of maturity around um, uh, reg reporting. There is, there is um, a level of maturity given what the ask used to be. Right. And, and then the question is, where are you going from
0: there? Sometimes it feels like we're not getting all what AI has promised or what people thought it could deliver. So, you know, what are some of the shortfalls and are these temporary and they're just going to get better with more data and experience? Or are there some substantial things that we're finding that, that, that there's not like a, a magic bullet that, that technology can bring?
1: Yeah no so uh, yeah, look people said the same thing about automation as well right I mean you don't get what was promised but uh, you know the, the the thing is this um, when you look at AI I think you, again you know it's probably useful to look at some 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 secular trends right that that are underlying this one is data clearly right I think there is an explosion of data and and there is more and more of it and our ability to consume it, spew it out is, is a lot more. And I think pandemic has sort of accelerated that manifold. So I think that's that's one, right? I mean, um, the, 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 the explosion of data, the availability of it, et cetera. Um, I think the second major thing to look at is the compute itself, right? I think compute, uh, the availability of it, compute on demand through, through the cloud services everywhere else. I think that's also dramatically changed the equation in the last couple of years in terms of how much compute do you have available? Because at the end of the day, you know, AI is, 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 you know, if you've got a lot of compute working on it, that changes the equation versus, you know, what was available to you. So that's, that's second, right? And the third is the maturity of, you know, the, the sort of algorithmic procedures, the, the AI learning models itself. Um, I think the the, the neural nets, uh, deep learning, I think there is, there is a lot more maturity around it. And and the cost of training AI is is, is dramatically reducing every year. Right? So, so some say it's like 65% reduction every year. Right? And the effectiveness keeps increasing every year. Right? So if you look at these three things sort of together, and then you say, yes, um, this is where it is. But I think it, it, the effectiveness level increases a lot more as you go forward with, with the data, with the compute, with the maturity of the, of the, of the AI um, setup.
0: What then will you think will be the the next couple of years? Where will some of the big gains be? What will be some of the priorities that banks and asset managers will will be placing on this technology? Yeah, so look, I think you referenced the the retina survey and and one of the big things we found
1: across centers like Singapore, Hong Kong um, is risk management clearly um, and and compliance More more than a third of the respondents put that as the number one Operational challenge and tech challenge for them to sort, right? Um, so I, I do believe there is going to be a lot more focus. So there already is a lot more focus on the on the on the risk and compliance space uh, within the usage of AI as well. We saw a, a lot more focus on, on using AI for compliance purposes, and and you know we we um, we put out a couple of offerings. as talking about the AML one. We also launched a, a communication. Uh, sort of compliance manager, and I see again a lot more interest in it. So I think we see that both in terms of you know the market data points as well as you know what the um, we saw from Redness survey in terms of um, what the response is saying is is their priority.
0: When we talk about risk management, um, that's a very broad concept right there. What within risk management do you think will be where certainly you will be focusing a lot of your work, where you see banks or buy sides focusing more of theirs.
1: It's it's a very, very wide area, but I would say one focus clearly is the core regulations coming through across sectors and, and what do we do about it. Uh, I think the second clear area is where do we actually embed um, machine learning, embed AI to get an, an, an edge, uh, 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 edge out of it. Uh, the third major priority overall for us, I think, is how do you so how do you really enable Jim um, end-to-end uh, sort of frictionless data um, across the enterprise, right? So so you know, once you get there and then you say, okay, well, how does that impact risk management from an enterprise? I think that's 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 pretty uh, spectacular, right? That
0: um, that and and getting that data to move across the organization like that. I mean, in many ways, that's what digital transformation really is all about, right? You're taking a a bank or some other institution, the the products are these sort of legally defined silos. Uh, You know, they're, they're legal contracts, basically, whether it's securities or a loan or something. And how you get that data to be shared, whether it's for a front office function, like selling a personalized offer, but also for being able to understand, you know, where's your liquidity, where's your credit risk, all, all the other factors that go into protecting the organization. So, how how far along are we? Do you, from your perspective, how far along are we with this digital transformation? Are you are you hopeful that that many institutions, even the very biggest ones, are getting closer and closer to to really being able to have that data sharing in a secure way? So, are we really well progressed on
1: it? I think I think there is advanced thinking in a few institutions that that we see across. Is it all pervasive? No. Um, uh, and a lot of the industry, if you see, I think you've got a lot of legacy systems um, in there. So when you, when, you, when you talk of products and, and you say, okay, there are product silos you see behind each of those product silos, there's a legacy system sitting behind which, which is um, you know from from quite far back, right? Uh, do you have a uniform architecture across? Um, you probably don't, right. but, but I, I think um, there are institutions which are getting more advanced. I, I fundamentally believe the, the, the mark, the industry, um, so the financial industry in general has, you know, in a lot of extent, especially banking, you see on the retail side very relationship centered. I think you you move away from being relationship centered to a lot more data centered, right? Uh, and 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 you know what also sort of probably pushes the case a little bit more is all the the new you know fintech, tech fins, you know, whatever you call them. Um, a, a lot of organizations who who probably are not um, a part of the regulate, you know, not not probably as uh, tightly regulated as banks, but in the digital credit space, you know, uh, wherever else, who who come in probably you looking to use data edge as as a way to compete, right? Not so much the relationship edge. So so you know you're probably coming in new. You know you don't have that client relationship as your competitive advantage. Mm-hmm. So now you've got a set of competitors who 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 really are are you know trying to use that data edge. So there is always this pressure to react to it. I I think a lot of legacy architecture doesn't help it, James, but there is a clear movement towards really getting to that end-to-end view of the enterprise.
0: You mentioned that there's always more regulation. You, you gave us a, a number of examples. Um, it seems to be never-ending. Um, what's, what's probably the most important wave of regulation right now that's really going to be affecting financial institutions?
1: There will be a lot more focus on the consumer side, You know, given that uh, you know, the amount of uh, let's say loosely regulated businesses out there, the, the amount of innovation that's happening in the FinTech world, you're seeing offerings that were not there sometime back and, and you know what that means. It is, you know, I, I'm pretty sure a lot of regulators are reflecting on it in, in terms of what poses a systemic risk and what does not, right? Um, there's a, the other major areas, for example, is the asset class as you look at, you know, ESG is, is a huge trend, right? Um, uh, you know, we are saying probably 450 billion dollars um, of you know investor share um, last year. It only is increasing. Um, crypto is is a mega trend. Um, again, you know now you talk about crypto in trillions, right? So it's it's a very important um, um, part as well. And I and it is um, I probably you know if you say where where is regulation headed, I would say a lot of reflection on the consumer side, a lot of reflection on on some of these new. Um, uh, asset classes or or you know or, or trends which are probably not adequately reflected right now although um, you know uh, there is a lot of regulators focused on it and and especially yeah. hong kong singapore you see i think there is a, there is a lot more um, sort of regulators embracing that innovation and 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 you know uh, actually working with the industry in, in putting the right regulation in place
0: we've been talking about the the financial centers in the region uh, is it a different story when you go into the the developing markets? I, I would say um, probably I turn the question right so um, I think that the difference
1: was a lot more 10-15 years back than it is um, these I think the, the priorities are, are converging at a much faster pace I think given everything is becoming digital given uh, you know the challenges around data given that compute is quite pervasive I think it is converging a lot faster um, now there are um, of course you know um, differences in in the spread of infrastructure especially on the compute side there is there is differences in in, in regulations still across um, jurisdictions and i think because you know indonesia has a different priority from from singapore and has a different priority from malaysia um, i believe the global drivers are converging pretty quickly uh, the challenges in front of regulators are converging pretty quickly um, they will still continue to reflect the, the, the local context of their, their jurisdiction. But but I would say there's a lot more convergence than there was, for example, if you look
0: at it 20 years back. Okay. And does that make it easier for banks or insurance companies and so on to scale uh, within the region? Yeah, so, so I, okay, that's an interesting question. So I would say on the
1: demand side, um, there is a lot more convergence, right? Um, it doesn't necessarily become easier from a regulatory compliance standpoint, right? Uh, But but yes, from the standpoint of, of, um, you know, we see technology rollouts across the region. We see, you know, um, what sort of products that they come out, I think, even in terms of accounting regulations, things like that. I think there is a lot of standardization that has come in. Um, Can a lot more standardization come in? Yes, for sure. Uh, and I think that is where I suppose it's still fairly complex. If you said if you are a multi-jurisdictional financial institution, um, yeah, I mean, there's still a fairly significant economic burden to, to, to staying compliant.
0: What's the goal for FIS in Asia for 2022? Uh, so, look, we will continue
1: to work with our clients. Uh, James. I think there is a lot more focus on um, on, on cloud adoption, on, on moving towards as a service models, you know, across across trading, across banking, across across insurance, there's a lot more focus on regulatory compliance, right? I think there is, there is, um, um, so, so that that is all in play. As I said, you know, there are a few priorities that we set up um, as an organization ourselves. One is as a solution provider, number one is 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 providing a you know a frictionless uh, end-to-end connections between um, you know, our platforms and data, right? So we we continue to move towards that um, overall, then, then you know, using um, this data to, to to sort of expose our platform capabilities, you know, via uh, APIs, UIs, right? So, so we continue to stay focused on that. We're, we're really looking to embed AI, ML in everything that we do. We'll continue to work with our clients across the region in terms of, you know, some of the offerings that I talked about, we'll continue to roll that out. Uh, and, and then, you know, um, keep moving beyond um, the 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 traditional software to to you know providing much more enhanced services around whether it's regulation or if it's other technology and ops, you know much, much more enhanced services around it, right? Uh, but essentially, you know keep keep pushing on um, you know sort of most importantly, you know addressing uh, for example, compliance needs with 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 technology instead of people and be able to prove that ROI. Uh, you know, to our clients to sort of take them on their journey.
0: Last question, Ashish, is uh, what would be your hope on the regulatory and compliance front in the region? Uh, What would be a good outcome from the regulators and industry in the coming year? Well, as much uh, uh, standardization as possible, right? I mean, uh, it's
1: it's, uh, standardization. I think, I suppose, you know, the big mega trends, ESG, crypto, uh, I think they need to be reflected a lot better. There needs to be a standardized taxonomy across. There needs to be a standardized set of rules across. I mean, is that all like too ideal a state? Um, I, I don't think so. I think the challenges are are converging pretty rapidly. So yeah, I think that that would probably be my wish.
0: Okay, great. Well, Ashish Rai, it's been a pleasure having you on Digfin Vox. Thank you so much. Pleasure. Yeah, thanks. Thank <laughs> you.